Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Ellen Zentner, Chief U.S. Economist for Morgan Stanley Research. And I'm Michael Zizis, Head of Public Policy Research and Municipal Strategy. And on this special edition of the podcast, we'll be talking about the impact of the coronavirus on the U.S. economy and the moves by policymakers to help contain the disruption. It's Thursday, March 26th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Ellen, let's start with the elephant in the room. This morning, the Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that a record 3.28 million workers applied for unemployment benefits last week. How do we think about the trajectory for employment numbers moving forward? Well, that was an alarming number. I mean, 3.3 million jobless claims in one week. Let's put it in perspective. Uh, Even around the financial crisis, you know, this is five times higher than in any worse week that we saw at that time. Um, And it's not surprising as social distancing measures have deepened. Uh, In various states and across the country, more businesses have had to shut their doors. Most of those small businesses and most of the labor force sits in small businesses. So this surge in claims is the beginning. I think it's going to stay elevated here for a time. Um, But I do think that these jobless claims numbers are going to be fairly front-loaded. And so this, this may be the worst week in terms of absolute numbers, but I don't think uh, that it's the end of it. So a high fraction of those layoffs were likely in hospitality and entertainment, other types of discretionary services. So does that mean that you'd expect those jobs to return down the road? Yeah, I absolutely expect those jobs to return. It's just a question of how quickly. Uh, you know, these are the uh, jobs that are the the epicenter of where we've seen the drop in demand uh, the most across the country. It's consumer discretionary services. It's the first place we pull back as consumers when we're worried about our finances or, frankly, we're just worried about anything, be it a virus, be it a global downturn, be it job security. Uh, And so it's no surprise that those are the areas, you know, think restaurants and hotels uh, and uh, other travel services. Um, Now, when we get out on the other side of this, where peak infection rates are passing, state uh, governments decide that they're going to start easing some of those social distancing measures, then the hope is that these businesses do start to slowly open back up. Households are starting to venture out. And we would need a lot of those workers to come back, not all of them, unfortunately. And so the unemployment rate will come down only slowly, but we'll need a good deal of them. And so what I would ask you, Mike, is with this you know, big $2 trillion fiscal package uh, that Congress is passing, you know, what's the important lifeline that they're giving to small businesses and households in order to help support them during this time? So there's a couple of things in the bill that are meant to help small businesses and individuals. Uh, The first is kind of a $350 billion or so pool of loans from the Small Business Administration These are loans that small businesses under 500 employees can take out to cover payroll and other expenses, and they're going to be forgivable at the end of the loan as long as you haven't laid off any workers. For individuals, there's boosted unemployment benefits and benefits that last longer. Uh, There's also direct checks that are going to be sent to individuals and households uh, for up to $1,200 for individuals, $2,400 for households. They phase out over a certain income level. So the package does have uh, targeted a lot of money specifically to uh, organizations and individuals who might otherwise be displaced for no faults of their own, but because we're taking precautionary health measures to stay at home more. Yeah, so for me, that's important because when I think about the unemployment rate, which we have going to 12.8% in the second quarter, and that is the highest on record dating back to, you know, records back to the 1940s. 
you know, we do have it coming down over time. And to the extent that this lifeline for small businesses uh, and for households uh, is able to keep them afloat during this time, uh, you know, that will help businesses open up on the other side of this and start to drive that unemployment rate uh, downward. How quickly will depend on how many businesses we keep from going under and how many are able to uh, more quickly uh, open back up. So I think, you know, from my point of view, in terms of how I think about the economic outlook, these measures uh, targeting small businesses, where half of our labor force are employed by small businesses and to households, really goes far on ensuring that this very short but sharp drop into recession doesn't become something that looks more like a prolonged downturn as we had, say, after the uh, financial crisis. Yeah, Ellen, and I think that there's some other aspects of this bill that are underappreciated. For example, there's an allocation of the money to the Treasury Department that they can use to help fund some of the uh, Federal Reserve's efforts to improve liquidity in the credit markets. And what that really means is that a company that might have been trying to access capital in the open markets uh, that is creditworthy uh, is going to be able to do that even though the markets have been challenged by investors looking for liquidity over the last few weeks. So the reason that's important is it helps keep fixed income and credit markets functional. And that's going to be important going forward for companies and states and local governments that need to raise capital either because they've got cash flow needs in dealing with this crisis or they want to start making the investments to get the economy moving again on the other side of all of this. We always like to say that credit makes the world go round. And so to me, that's also, I agree, it's one of the critical parts of this legislation. Well, thanks again, Ellen. Good talking to you as always, trying to make sense of what are still some very challenging times. Same here, Mike. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.